Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, um, some Friday regulars for you, Martin Kellner and Mike Ward uh, on TV, yes. sporting and otherwise. Uh, we spoke to a couple that are flying in from Boston to watch Manchester City play Sheffield United in the uh, first FA Cup semi-final at Wembley tomorrow. Uh, we found out more about them and why. And, uh, well, we had a chat. We did. We kicked off. And the listeners got involved after a bit of a uh, linguistic fox pass fox from your good self. Me, yeah. So, anyway, here it all is. <laughs> it is six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And, uh, yeah, that was quite a shocking performance from wow. United last night. Quite You did feel, though, we were saying yesterday when mm. we were speaking to Paul Tonkinson, Manchester United fan on the show, comedian, that the pendulum had swung. Those two goals mm. had just given Sevilla a lift. I mean, United should still be beating them. They're just... They were two nil ahead in the tie. They were all over them. It, it all turned mad, on that. Really. But, I mean, they were terrible last night, weren't they? They, they were just were. so far off it. Third Lots of individual mistakes. was farcical, mistakes. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, well, the first wasn't yeah. great. But, um, great. yeah, all a it bit of a really disaster. funny, though, one moment, Ian Darks, who was commentating, said, uh, United resembling that side that got a 7-0 thrashing at Anfield. And then Robbie Savage said, I've not seen them so open all season. We're thinking, well, I think one occasion. <laughs> 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 yeah, when they lost 7-0. Quite possibly, yeah, yeah. Now, I was sort of in, mingling with, not mingling, mixing it up with the rugby last night, the rugby league. and uh, Oh, no, yeah. Warrington. Warrington. Ever since we we claim to have had some small part in them yes. having a great season, they've lost two games I know. to was, Wigan uh, and to Saints. Two yeah. great sides, and they they were, did get a bit of a thrashing. Yeah, but I do like dressing room cam at half time. Mm. One of the St Helens players, I know I've seen sports people do this, but he was on the exercise bike the whole time during the the inter, intermissions or yeah, inter, intermission. Intermission. Inter, inter, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, to come around and sell chalk ice. It would be good, wouldn't it, if you could just leap over the barrier and go and. Queue up and get a chock ice. <laughs> Just get out your seat and there's someone at the front selling you about four, a four quid tub of ice cream. It'd be great, wouldn't it? The intermission. You're steeped in football, aren't you? It's like John Thompson's character in The Far Show. What time's the intermission? <laughs> Somebody Can I bring my own food? called the referee the umpire. So that's yeah, that's good. That really. if, if, yeah, maybe we should have a little bit of that. If you've gone to uh, sport with someone who doesn't necessarily know the jargon, how has that manifested? What time is the intermission? Um, well, they bring down the safety curtain on the pitch. And if you sit a long way, get a little pack, you can take the binoculars out the of the front glasses. of the opera glasses so uh, wear long gloves for the match right up your arm so yeah do tell us uh, do tell Mm. us if that's ever happened to you in the Andy envelope there talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. I hadn't realised, I, sp- I suppose I should have done, that St Helens have moved from Knowlesley Road. It must have happened quite a long time ago because yeah, yeah. there's a whole 
housing estate there Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, and, quite, and very long as well. Yeah, pretty long time ago. a totally so. terrible stadium. That's yeah. Stanford Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> no, was it called the Totally Wicked Stadium? Mm. Yeah, but it's now a housing estate with five roads named after club le- legends. <laughs> legends? Club legends. legends. Oh, sorry, I was reading that bit out, you could tell. Club legends, I just want to get it right. Uh, Skullthorpe Close, I thought, was the, is the house made of steel? That's beautiful, yeah, yeah right. perfect. Not brick. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a bit warm in there, wouldn't it, in the, in the summer? It's very good. I got an email from Brentford, I was telling you uh, this morning, asking me if I'd like to move from my seat uh, or would I like my seat adjusted for five centimetres more legroom? Wow. And I look at five centimetres about that. I d- I'm quite a small person. I don't need five centimetres more legroom. Are there people really. around you that would benefit from five centimetres well, more possibly, legroom? possibly, yes. But we all stand up anyway because we're at the back... The back ledge. You stand in the, the very mm. last row, do you? Yeah. You, you're able to stand. Do you like that? Do you like that? Do you have the I don't, but if I want to talk to the guy next to me who I really like, I, I have to stand, otherwise we wouldn't speak. So I, yeah. he stands, so I stand. Right. Stuart, even legs. if you're in the back row and you're not bothering anybody else, do the stewards ever have a word? No, because, nobody says anything. I mean, no, officially, you're not yeah. supposed to stand. No, 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 no one says anything. It's fine. I think, you know, we're not... They haven't got, have they got a safe standing bit at Brentford? Have they got? No, haven't got I don't a bit think there. so. No, okay. no, no. Fair enough. Uh, going to the court circular now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince, Princess of Wales yesterday met Professor Mark Brackett. <laughs> Where was Professor Hinge? <laughs> I hope you didn't give him a punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be great, there it? was a brilliant bit of tabloid uh, double oh, speak did, this week. Yeah, um, you know, when in the tabloid newspapers, once you've used the word or the words that are key to the story, mm. uh, when you go to tabloid school. Um, you, you, cannot, you cannot use those words again. You have to come up with an alternative. Mm. So, for example, a serial fan. I know. That's, that's the come sort of on, you shreddies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's have some songs for serial fans. And it's Super Weetabix. Yeah, that's it. Super Weetabix FC. Um, <laughs> if, you've got any, if you've got any songs for a serial fan, um, uh, do let us know uh, this afternoon. Um, yeah, a serial fan was bowled over at breakfast by what he says is the world's mm. biggest. Bran Flake. I know. Right? This is the national newspaper that's appealing. We're in meltdown, Stan. We're in meltdown. That's in a national newspaper. (laughs) Harvey Jennings, 23, was preparing his first meal of the day, because you can't say breakfast breakfast again, so that's a double whammy, (laughs) but that's just the hors d'oeuvre in this case, when out fell the High fibre mega shard. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, isn't it? It's great, isn't it? 10 centimetres long, two point centimetres. So, yeah, we're looking for um, people getting the words wrong when they go to sport. Uh, and um, Andy said intermission instead of half time. And of course, songs for serial fans this afternoon. Songs for swinging serial fans. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine or tweet to TSH and J. There's a good headline explained, which is the other thing the tabloids like to do when they come up with a really good headline, mm. but they think some people won't know what it is. Yeah. So it was a shot of the Princess of Wales mm. playing darts, and and Prince um, Prince William as well. And it said, jockey. Will Son. Oh, that's good. Double I, uh, double L. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, But of course, you know that they're going to go. William's skill fell short of the late Scottish darts great Jockey Wilson. Yes, we know. (laughs) And if you don't know, that doesn't matter. No need to explain it. Touch of the Clive Myers, isn't it? It is really, yeah. Yeah. But what can you do? Good work, though, by them on uh, catching the woman from Extinction Rebellion. I thought it was brilliant. That's what tabloid papers do the best, really. Mm. Catching that woman in the supermarket in a diesel... Uh, was it SUV? And, oh, I didn't see that. In okay. Waitrose. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, so farewell then, uh, Fabio Paratici. 
Um, thank you so much. Yes, what a tremendous job. For um, Kulisevsky, <laughs> mm. more last season than this season, and certainly uh, Rodrigo Bentoncourt, his two finest bits of business. Uh, the mm. It must have been quite difficult to phone your old club up at 5 to 11 <laughs> on the last day of the window and said, got anybody you don't want? But no, of course, uh, I'm sure he did a whole lot more than that and uh, now has to take a back seat uh, from footballsy fights to clear his name. So just another... Um, sign that it's an absolute basket case of a club, a living oh, soap right. opera. And I'm just, I was, yeah, I, I think a lot of Tottenham fans slightly concerned that you're going to nip in and take Maurizio Pochettino, uh, Chelsea, as your next coach. Yeah, so some of Chelsea fans are concerned as well. They shouldn't be. I think Poch was my choice when uh, Tuchel got the sack, and yeah. I would never have gone with Potter. I would have gone with him. He's proven in the Premier League. He got Spurs to the Champions League final and he got them in the top four on a regular basis and he got them playing really decent football. And that's despite Daniel Levy not backing him. I think he's a brilliant manager. So but do there I. you go. So do I. Uh, which is, makes it all the more galling that uh, it looks like they're not interested in bringing him and back. So PR-wise, it would be a good thing for Spurs. I, I can't believe they're not doing it. I still think they might. But uh, it's Football Shirt Friday today. Which it we, is. We all love. Yeah. It's a brilliant I've gone, thing. We've put a little picture out on TSH and J of the team. We have a, a Torquay fan, a Watford fan on our production team. Fletcher's in Woking. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte reading the news. Manchester United. Yeah. It's um, crazy, isn't it? I'm in Ch- Chagos Islands, the little islands in the Indian Ocean. Show, really yeah, but the guys came in from uh, the Chagos Islands team. Jimmy came in, their manager, Jimmy Farrer, and uh, he, he gave myself and Max. These are match worn. They see, they really, play in really. for competitions. They're not really? recognised by have FIFA. You it? Um, I think it had already been washed. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it is a, a fantastic shirt, very colourful. Well, I think it's a really good idea. This could catch on with other sports. You could have Jockey Silk Saturday. That, yeah. Athletes Vest Wednesday. <laughs> Athletes Vest Wednesday? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and uh, Boxers Trunk Tuesday. Okay, do, okay should we have some others? <laughs> yeah, Let's have some spin offs <laughs> for uh, cancer research in the Bobby. The great cause. Yeah, we love you, Frosties. We do. Oh, Frosties, <laughs> we love you is coming from one of the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Come and have your oats if you think you're hard enough, <laughs> says. I've done that, that, Robert. Uh, that's Bob, the Chelsea fan. That's yeah, good. Uh, cheerio, cheerio, cheerios. <laughs> Very good, Gareth, the Spurs fan. <laughs> songs songs for uh, <laughs> songs for uh, serial fans, and uh, you can keep those coming. When Coventry were relegated from League One on a hot summer's day, my girlfriend said, oh, well, at least it was a nice day for it. Oh, great. <laughs> Josh in Warwick. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And we bring you both FA Cup semi-finals uh, from Wembley this weekend. We get underway uh, tomorrow afternoon. Adrian Durham's there with Jim Proudfoot and Stuart Pearce for Sheffield... Sorry, yes. I oh, know it's Manchester City versus Sheffield United. We'll do it uh, alphabetically. Now, um, two fans making uh, quite a journey for the game. One supports uh, Sheffield United, the other Manchester City, uh, are a uh, married couple. Uh, Sean Littler and Caroline Oak, they will fly in from Boston for the match, mm. get together before the game, but then go their separate ways. And Fair as one enough. of them has pointed out, it could be a long flight home uh, for the one that loses. I think they both mm. join us now. Mm. I think we I... know that might be. Yeah. <laughs> no, come on, don't start. Oh, come don't on, start no upsetting chance. Sean before we even speak to him. <laughs> Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Hi, Jess. How's it going? Yeah. So, um, Sean, how long have you been in the States? How long have you been living over there? Uh, we relocated eight months ago, back in August. Um, I got a, uh, an opportunity with my company. Uh, I'm a financial recruiter. And, uh, yeah, it was an opportunity to move out there for both of us. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we couldn't turn it, turn it down, really. We couldn't say no. And, Karen, is that right? You're a sports journalist, is that right? Yeah, that's true, yeah. 
So you're working for City's team over in, in the States, in New York? Yeah, New York City FC, yeah. I uh, was at City for about nine years as, as a club journalist there. Right. Oh, right, okay. So always a City fan. I mean, I had a spell work. I had nearly a year working at Chelsea as a Tottenham fan, and there's been other examples. Claire Tomlinson worked at Arsenal as a as a Tottenham fan. So sometimes, you know, you, you, you have to kind of make that compromise, but I take you are a proper City fan. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a long-standing blue, uh, contrary to what people might think. I was uh, I was there in the bad old days. My first game was 1999, which coincidentally was against Sheffield United. So uh, oh. yeah, I've uh, I've been there for quite a while. And what was the score that day? Can you remember? Yeah, I certainly Don't can. It. it was a six. It was a six-nil win. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> does that does that get shown uh, on sort of uh, on a loop at home, Sean? I take it that game does it? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. We're... <laughs> Yeah, we'll say we've got all the DVDs and stuff back from like the nineties, like late nineties and early two thousands that have been made to watch over the years, uh, and that's definitely one of the, the games that she keeps showing me. Sean, can you make a case for Sheffield United other than there's obviously eleven against eleven? But I mean, it's hard to, isn't it? Well, you say that, um, not really. Uh, <laughs> I, I say that obviously in jest. Uh, it, it should be a comfortable win for City, I think, realistically. But um, yeah, they're, they're massive favourites. We're massive underdogs, but. Uh, as I keep saying, we take inspiration from Wigan 10 years ago and, and they beat them in the final. And um, the last few meetings between us in the Premier League when we were there a few years ago, we were only 2 nils and then 3 1 nils. So um, it's been, uh, yeah, it, it, it's been pretty tight the last few times we've played them. And um, the, the fact is, they've never beaten us in the FA Cup in their history. So, uh, yeah. We, we we can take that and and take some inspiration uh, and hopefully obviously the two two games outside of this game with Bayern and Arsenal uh, they'll rest some key players like Haaland and De Bruyne mm. uh, but he's hoping anyway. That's that is the thing, isn't it? I'm mm. sure you're pretty confident. Uh, well, they're but, bringing in that reserve. Yeah, that Alvarez, yeah, he won the yeah, World Alvarez, Cup. You know he hasn't. <laughs> yeah, he's not up to much, is he? Really, I don't, I don't see him doing much. But that's the thing. Even the second string from a City point of view, even if I mean they probably want to get Phil Foden a bit more game time. Uh, before next Wednesday as well, so you could see him possi- Walker possibly well, starting. Great. I mean, you know, I, we look at the second string tomorrow. We'll think, blimey, I'd be quite happy that was as my first team. Yeah, you'd certainly hope so. Um, yeah, it's obviously been a, a big week for the club and plenty of big games coming up and and whatnot. So I'm sure there'll be some rotation. Uh, but yeah, you'd you'd have thought he'd go he'd go pretty pretty strong yeah. wherever he could. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just hoping for a win at any cost, really. Pep will do that thing where he says, "Oh, Sheffield United are going to be harder than Real Madrid." Yeah, he always does. He always builds up the opposition. Well, he's already said they're exhausted, but I mean, I, I, I can imagine they are. Um, yeah, but it, it's him playing mind games, and then he'll end up coming out and battering us or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, in answer to your question, we, we can take some sort of hope and uh, any inspiration we can. To be honest, but uh, again, I think uh, the book is and. Everybody else is putting City down for a comfortable win. Because where you are in the league, though, Sean, this is a bit of a free hit, really. Because, I mean, you know, coming, you know, it'd be lovely to go. You're going to get to Wembley. Would be lovely to be back there for the final. But it's kind of more important that, that you come up, isn't it? Yeah, well, funny you should say that about the final as well. I've already looked at flights back from Boston um, <laughs> to, uh, to come over for the weekend. Uh, for, for me, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, in in the league we're uh, we're doing really well, and obviously we're only one win away from uh, promotion next Wednesday against West Brom, and uh, we don't fly out until Thursday. So I'm going to the West Brom game, and Caroline's going to the Arsenal game, and hopefully it'll be uh, it'll be a nice flight uh, back because we'll both be uh, hopefully celebrating uh, no matter what the result is on Saturday yeah. at Wembley. Mm. Uh, my, my oldest son was uh, 
living in Boston for a while, so a few times we went over when Spurs were playing and we went to the the Spurs Boston Supporters Club pub to watch the games. People mm. congregate in the same places for the matches. And I take it, Caroline, it's the same. You've probably got you've probably got a city one that you go to for games, have you? Yeah, that's right. I actually am a member of the official city Boston Supporters Club um, and they all meet in, in the same pub every week to watch the games and Sean comes along as well uh, to, to watch all the different Premier League games and whatnot. So, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, actually. How many of them remember Nicky Weaver in goal, I wonder? Mm. Are they, are they, are they quite a lot of nouveaus? Quite a lot of nouveaus yeah. or is there some old school ones there as well? It's about 50-50, I oh, think, okay. actually. Yeah, there are quite a lot of uh, diehard Manx there. Um, so it's nice to sort of have that connection and also see how far the club's grown with, with new fans as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun when they all come together, to be fair. And is there a Blades yeah. Boston Supporters Club, Sean, or have you started one? It's just me, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you put the I mean, word out? I mean, I'm surprised. Yeah. You, there must be more than you in a city like Boston who wants to watch Sheffield United play. Yeah, well, when I said uh, I was talking to the lads in the uh, the, the WhatsApp group, and uh, obviously we've had a bit of stick on the, the, the local TV and stuff that we've done this week and stuff, but they uh, they said, look, you've got to go out there and you've got to open up the the Boston Supporters Club, uh, and yeah, I have done, and uh, I've, I've not found any other players yet, so uh, it's just me, and uh, I'm hoping, obviously, if we go up next season, we'll be uh, we'll have a lot more publicity in the Premier League because nobody really cares about the Championship, unfortunately. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I can get some tag-along Americans with me in the uh, in the Banshee where we go and watch the games. Karen, did you meet through football, the two of you? Yeah, we did. Uh, so sh- uh, we actually met on MSN Messenger, for those who are old enough to remember <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah, Sean basically um, was searching like different football fans around the country and, and I just happened to, came up, to come up. Uh, so we were starting uh, just chatting online as friends, talking about football, uh, music, films that we liked, stuff like that. Yeah. And then City played Sheffield United on Boxing Day in twenty in two thousand six, um, and I was in the away end, he was in the home end, and at half time we came and sort of met in the bit that sort of that, that met, um, but the stewards wouldn't allow us to sort of cross over, so we just oh. had to shout at each other over this fence <laughs> um, about the first half. Kind of football uh, so Romeo and Juliet time. story, it's isn't really it? Lovely. <laughs> well, the stewards getting involved. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, yeah. are you going with uh, Sean? Are you going with? Have you got like family and mates that you're going to be sort of sitting with tomorrow? You guys? Yeah, so I, I'm going down with my family from Sheffield. Caroline's going with, um, with with some friends from Manchester. One of my best friends actually was a City fan from the Manchester uh, Manchester end. But yeah, my uh, I'm going down with my nephew as well, Jackson. He's only six, bless him, and uh, it's his first trip away from Bramall Lane. It's his first football game away, so he's going to be really excited. Yeah, he's going to love that. It's going to be good to mm. yeah, it's going to be good to have a good family day out. And uh, me and Caroline are going to meet up for a, a quick pint before the game. And uh, yeah, uh, probably probably the last one of our relationship, depending on the results. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and have you been eyeing up a potential uh, uh, trip to Istanbul, Caroline? Are you looking at flights <laughs> from Boston to Istanbul if they get to the final? I think that might be a stretch too far, that one, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see if we get there. <laughs> well, uh, enjoy the game both tomorrow. I hope it's a good one and uh, yeah, safe journey home. And uh, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers, guys. There we are. That's uh, Sheffield United fan Sean Littler and his wife Caroline Oatway, Manchester City fan. Great. And that game live on Talk Sport tomorrow afternoon. As we said, we'll then bring you Brighton Manchester United uh, with uh, Sam Matterface, Dean Ashton again with Adrian at Wembley. And that's four thirty on Sunday. You'd be amazed if uh, City 
or Madrid don't get to the final and uh, not get to the final, win the thing because yeah. they are better than the two Milan teams. So. Yeah, although Milan, as I said, did you see that? Have you seen the, the, that run by Liao yet for, mm, for the no, Milan goal? No. Was it great? It was it? Rice esque, Sonny esque. No, it was a great. It was a great run. And we should say, well done to West Ham. But we were talking to the Moose yesterday, and I just said, I'm, you know, one off from the away leg. You'll be fine. I do fancy you. Although I did go behind. Yeah. And they had the early chances, but uh, no cracking goal by Declan Rice. And they could probably could go, easily go on and win it now, couldn't they, West Ham? I was a bit cross on Wednesday night, though. Cause I really? Had, I find that well, I, had one, I had one nil and two nil City. And uh, not much, but that handball. And then oh. an Alan here, I was really annoyed. It was never ha- they've got to make handball. They've got to go back to making handball intentionally. Oh, really? The one last night in the West Ham game as well. Just uh, hit his knee first and bounced onto his arm. I didn't make think that it was a penalty anymore. If it's not intentional, then you know, don't give it. It's just pathetic. It's been a bad, it's been a bad week for penalties. Certainly in Europe, it seems the bar's even higher in European games. Like the one, just, the one he in the. Get out of the way! No. Mane was trying to keep the ball in play. He's right next to him. How on earth? And then, of course, when he goes over to the screen and they freeze it, and his arms out. Yeah, then it looks like a penalty, yeah. but it wasn't. I don't a think penalty. either of those two, Wednesday or Thursday, are uh, given in the Premier League. We've seen some terrible penalties as well. Yeah, though. it's been a, it's been Salah, a bad old. Two bad, oh yeah, that's true. This one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all, all left footers. It's true. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy, not wanting to say the words half time again. Decided to call it the intermission. She took a bit of mid, stick for it at the time. Game break, I should have called it the intermission. Like he'd, he'd gone to the theatre and he'd have a choc ice in the aisle or something. So uh, sometimes you go to uh, sport um, with someone who probably doesn't know the jargon. Um, a nice one here from Matt, the Forest fan. He said, uh, "My six-year-old daughter went to her first Nottingham Forest game with her big brother this season at home to Bournemouth. When picking her up after the match, I asked." Asked her how it had gone. She said, well, we sang a lot. Then Forrest scored two goals. After lunch, though, Forrest let three goals in and <laughs> lost. Lunch. I think they may have eaten too much lunch, he says. <laughs> Very good. That's Thank sweet. you, Matt. And um, this is from... Has he put his name on this? No, he hasn't, unfortunately. He said, when my dad took me in my first ever game at Carrier Road... Um, I was only five years old, admittedly. As the teams walked out, I turned to my dad and said, they're now going to pick teams. Because as far as I was concerned, that's what we always did in the playground at school. Good stuff. So keep those coming. Uh, Go into the game, any sport with the uninitiated. No, not you, Sterling. Get out. (laughs) The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy's mentioned of halftime being the intermission, a slip of the tongue has has, uh, opened up some interesting emails and texts. David Newbury says, my mum went to watch my dad play cricket when they first met. He opened the batting and her and her friend were getting getting their chairs ready when she saw him walking back. She said to her friend, why is he coming back? Has he forgotten something? <laughs> her friend said, no, I think he's out. I bet that went well. That went down well. That's very good. Brilliant. Uh, I took my daughter to her first ever match against uh, Bolton. After the players had gone in, uh, after their pre-match warm-up, my daughter got up and said, come on then, time to go, says uh, Andy the Warsaw fan. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. New hour, new shirt. Thanks Very to nice. classic football shirts. I've seen whiter, to be honest. It's yeah. I've, well, it's an Italian ninety shirt. I guess you know because they, you know, yeah, it's been in the wash a few times uh, since nineteen ninety. Clearly, anyway, it's all for football shirt Friday, and mm. I'm sure wearing a bit of vintage West Ham, quite oh, possibly always. with more six. On the back, um, who knows? Is West Ham fan squad number nine, our man on sport on TV, Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you, boys. Now, just wearing sort of normal sports casual clothes. You That's know, what action no. slacks, golf Harley <laughs> Quinn golf jumper. Is that the, very much the, the lucky man about town? Um, it's what we call the uh, the late Terry Wogan look. <laughs> rocking that today. Do you, uh, are you, are you, were you ever been aware of football shirts, Martin, over the years? Yes, I've, I've been given uh, some over the years mm-hmm. and I've always given them away because I always find, uh, I always think a grown man, especially one of my vintage, yeah. in a football shirt just looks a, a little bit ridiculous. Apart from so, today, of course, for a very good apart reason. Apart from today, it's, I mean, yeah, for charity and all that, yeah, not a problem. But um, a normal circumstance. Circumstances. I always give them away to somebody younger. Right. Um, yeah, I did have a, a more six shirt, mm. uh, which I gave to uh, well, an old producer of mine actually years ago, who Lovely. was uh, also a West Ham fan. So, Fantastic. Um, so, um, was the one he wore in the World Cup finals with that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's probably worth a fortune now. Yeah, you <laughs> Sadly, <realize>. not that <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, so um, yes, yes. Well, so you've been watching the snooker. Mark. Have you actually been watching oh. the snooker, or just people running on with orange powder? <laughs> well, I, I was about to say it's been an interesting week at the snooker. Mm, uh, which are five words you don't hear that often. <laughs> um, I, but I was watch, I watched the match uh, earlier this week uh, between Hussein 
Da Fai and uh, Ding Zhonghui. Mm. And uh, what an amazing match it was. He's the first Iranian ever to uh, ever to win a match. Mm. At, uh, I think he's won matches at the Masters, but the first Iranian ever to win a match <laughs> at... Uh, Quite a violent sneeze there from Andy. It was, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? Like a wet cracking, really. Yes. But, you know, he's caught the imagination of people. He's playing as we speak. Yeah, he's, he's playing, playing Ronnie, well, Ronnie, Ronnie Sullivan. Saying he dis- Goodness, disrespected no, well, me, he said. That wasn't a good idea, was it? No, he's poked the bear, as yeah, Sean yeah, Murphy yeah. would put it. And yeah. it's it's a huge mistake, as far as I can see. I watched the first couple of frames and... Uh, he does look to be in trouble already. Um, but very, you know, as I say, very, very interesting. And he's drawn a big crowd in. The atmosphere was electric. Mm. Hazel Irving said it was a cauldron. Wow. I thought, really? you know, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, in that case, it was a cauldron, as far as I'm it concerned. Absolutely was. She you knows a cauldron when she sees one. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Apparently. So, um, yeah, so he's drawn a crowd in, but mm. by being very amusing in these, the quotes he gave, I saw it, I was on Eurosport talking uh, about the upcoming match, the second round match, after he played brilliantly against Ding, you know, and beat him quite well. And uh, obviously, he's, you know, he's attracted big crowds in. I noticed uh, Rob Walker, who was commentating on the match between Vafey and uh, Ding, he said there was a sh- crowd shot. And he said, oh, yeah, you know, he's really attracted the crowds. A lot of people here, they've taken a day off work to come and watch him. And I thought, they didn't look like people who'd taken a day off work to me. They looked looked like people who'd taken a day off from watching Lingo on ITV. But but there you go. He he has attracted the crowds. And he did say, um, well, what his quote was, I'm going to shut some people's mouths um, when my A game comes out. Whose mouth are you trying to shut? Uh, he was asked, uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan's. Oh. He's such a nice person when he's asleep. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, no, he had a right go. A and uh, it doesn't seem to... Yeah. I mean, I say I've only watched the first two frames. But, yeah. you, um, why don't you come back when you've won about seven or eight world championships, I think, mate, really, I think exactly that. Exactly yeah. Did you see that, the Andy? shot by Sean Murphy? People were calling... It came up on my Instagram, the, the greatest... Snooker shot ever seen. It probably wasn't that, but it was an amazing shot. And at the end of oh, it, yeah. he turns to the crowd. And he goes, "That was good, wasn't it?" Really? <laughs> yeah, which was really nice. Sort of thing that would have won you heated rollers and five hundred quid in big break. That sort of shot. <laughs> exactly that sort of, sort of shot. Thing, yeah, 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 yeah. No, there's been some, there have been some, there's been some great stuff, and the and the Beeb, well, Eurosport do it well, and Eurosport more sort of completists with it. But the BBC, they do this thing called um, a pot against the clock. Mm. So uh, Hussein um, played Sean Murphy in one of those, and I think David Amazing Grace, <laughs> it's bound to be called Amazing Grace, uh, played one as well, and uh, that's fun to watch. There's lots of fun sort of around the snooker. I think Steve Davis is a great pundit as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's it's great fun. You know, first round, you rarely, you know, it's rarely that exciting. Obviously, this year you had the protests as well, but um, now we're into the second round, gets a bit more interesting, and you mm. get people playing in the on the single table, so you've not got the two tables and everything. So it's great. I love it. Have you been to the pictures this week, as we say, uh, because you're going to talk I've about Air, to... the, the movie? I, Air, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, if people thought, oh, what do I want to go and see a film about training shoes for? Mm. But it's well worth seeing it's mm. it's a great film it's a you know it's it's matt damon and uh, ben affleck who you know great the story of how they signed jordan 
to the brand. Yes, yeah. it's more or less that. It's the story how... I, I mean, it's a, it's an underdog story. Mm. If you if you like an underdog story, this, this is a classic one because Nike were, were third as far as sports uh, shoes trainers went. Uh, Adidas were, were the number one in the market. Converse, number two. Converse, of course, number one for basketball. And, you know, if you're old enough to remember, we used to just call... We called them basketball boots. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah never called them Converse. Yeah, and they were known as... Uh, as far as Nike was concerned, and Nike was thought of as uh, the trainers that you know white people wore to go jockeying. Mm. Um, but the guy who was in charge of their basketball division, which was a failing division, um, was a real expert on basketball. And he sort of spotted Michael, I mean, admittedly, a lot of people spotted Michael Jordan and wanted to sign Jordan up. But because he had this passion for basketball and he actually took the, the unusual step of sort of circumventing Michael Jordan's agent and going straight to uh, Michael's home uh, and sweet talking uh, his mother, played by Viola Davis, mm. who's great, you know, in the movie as well. Um, and they gave and, Jordan the choice. Ben Affleck was saying, mm. he said, who would you like to play your mum? And he said, yeah, got to be Viola Davis. And they, yeah. and they got her, but it was it, it must be great for her because it's the it's the uh, Jordan's choice to play the yeah, part. Absolutely, and, and you know, and she she plays it particularly well. And the point about it was, it, it was a groundbreaking deal because uh, for the first time, uh, Michael because they called the shoe, shoes Jordan Air. Mm. Um, oh, sorry, Air, Air, Air Jordan. Jordan. No, you're thinking. Yes, you're thinking, thinking of Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley's back. <laughs> <laughs> back because they call the shoes Air Jordan. Mm. His name on the shoe. Mm. So she argued for him to get a cut in every pair of uh, Air Jordans sold, which he did, which sort of paved the way for things like image rights and yeah, everything yeah. else. Because yeah. years ago, I'm sure that my Stanley Matthews football boots. Yeah, and it has Tom Finney you wore, didn't you, back in the day? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure Stan and. Tom didn't get a you know a cut from my, or you know I'm sure George Best didn't sure, get a cut from over. Sure Stan, 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 you're off. He yeah, often was quite off actually, yes. He would do cigarette adverts, Stan. Yeah, Have you seen the ESPN uh, Thirty for Thirty called Soul Man, which is the true story of this? It's a yeah. it's a really fascinating. Yeah, it sounds like you'd enjoy that, Martin. Go and hunt Isn't it out. It? Well, it's a true story of uh, the oh, Jordan it's, Air. Yeah, it's a yeah. documentary Sunny, of this Sun, film. Sunny Vicaro. Yeah, yeah, I know the story now. Yeah. But it's, it is it's really good. It's I was just going to say... the real people speaking about it. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I he mean, doesn't like fiction. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... <laughs> it's no, I will go and see it because everybody says it's great. But yeah. have, it is uh, brilliant, you know, mm. because how many, how many times you go to the pictures these days and see a grown-up movie for grown-up people? Yeah. You know, it's all the Marvel universe and all that and... Do you know you know you know what I mean? It's uh, it's all CGI. All... It's no CGI in it, is there? That's the trouble, Marty. It's no CGI. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Yeah. So how often you um, go to the pictures and call it the pictures these days? That's that's uh, very true. I get the old I call gimlet eye from my kids when I call it the pictures. I call it the flicks. The flicks. Sometimes, flicks. sometimes I call it the dollies. But um, moving pictures. Um, moving I think we're pictures, more or less yeah. out of time. You can, uh, yeah. Uh, European football BT Sport. Have you got? A, can you do anything in thirty seconds to a minute? Thirty on seconds. I can say well <laughs> done. Uh, whoever was doing BT's coverage of the Napoli Milan match. Uh, Napoli, of course, out of the Champions League. They got the money shot of a girl crying. They yeah. made you know say always the big shot is get an attractive uh, young lady or senorita in the audience um, in the crowd. They You're doing it now. Like, we had Andy yes. calling half time intermission. 
question, and now you're calling the football crowd an audience, Marty. Seems to be catching. <laughs> yes, maybe it is. But yeah, they've got a shot of uh, a very attractive senorita with perfect acrylic nails. Oh. You know those nails that you stick on, and uh, they were a beautiful shade of pink. Nice. Uh, tears were rolling down her cheeks, and it was a lovely shot. And I thought, as we're coming up towards the playoffs, when we will have that money shot, you know, in the relegation uh, battles, when a team goes down, you get the shot of somebody with his girlfriend and she's leaning on his shoulder and she's crying. Uh, they got that shot. So well done, uh, well done BT or whoever was doing BT's coverage in uh, Napoli. You're, uh, you're back overnight, Martin, aren't you? I see you have, a, you have a special guest, you have an author. Chris Atkins. Yes, Chris Atkins, who wrote a brilliant book uh, called A Bit of a Stretch. Mm. It's uh, all about, uh, well, it's a diary of his time in Wandsworth Prison, but quite interesting from a sport point of view in that he was in exactly the same prison and under the same circumstances as Boris Becker. Wow. You know, he was a sort of white-collar, uh, a white-collar combat. Um, it's uh, a fantastic uh, memoir that he's written. Very funny as well, actually. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, let's squeeze in some non-sporting TV and uh, mm. As always, Brighton and Hove Albion supporting on his way to Wembley in a sort of blue and white striped top hat with a massive <laughs> rosette, no doubt, and a rattle. Uh, it's Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Uh, Tim Foyle, FA Cup. Yeah. You going to Wembley? I have indeed, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I've I'm just deciding which sandwiches to take. <laughs> not prawn. Big, big, yeah. Not prawn. No, no definitely no, I not. I don't think so. Uh, I presume you can't take anything in, can you? you They'd probably have to, have to eat. Have to don't eat, don't eat, eat Wembley's food. It eat, costs a fortune. Eat them outside. <laughs> no, okay. no, yeah, I'll just, I'll just eat something outside. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't cool. really need to know all this, do you? No, not, not, not massively. Not but really. we do fancy your chances. Yeah. yeah, see, everybody says that. But I, as, as I keep saying to a lot of people, I don't have it in my DNA to say, yes, I think we're going to win. Because I just, I just have that whole don't tempt fate thing going on okay. but if i were neutral uh, you know i would probably be saying the same thing so we shall see we shall see yeah i'm not um, neutral and i'm saying the same thing when i saw dead ringers you said today has gone to prime video i thought blimey <laughs> jam ravens the old team are <laughs> back Cole together Cole again. Cole Cole Shaw, yeah. yeah so what what's going on here there's it's not a, that it's a little bit more sort of uh, 18 certificate than that this yeah. is uh but it's i mean it's very good it's only 18 certificate because it's a um it's it, it's a little <clears throat> sweary and a little sort of Medical, shall we say, in okay. places. But it's uh, Rachel. Do you Bice, like your TV, sweary and medical, Mike? Is I, I, funny enough, I do. In this, in this well, case, remember Chubby Brown's edition of um, <laughs> Casualty is the one we all remember, isn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, Doctor, well, Doctor Brown will see you now. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, um, yeah. This is on uh, Prime Video from today, six-part series. Uh, it's a sort of adaptational, based on, or you know, uh, the uh, Jeremy Irons film from 1988 mm. called Dead Riggers, which I must have never saw, but apparently. Usually, um, uh, highly um, well thought of. Uh, Rachel Vice plays uh, twin sisters. They both work as gynecologists in a mm. New York hospital where everything is chaos and, 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 and awful, and the experience of giving birth there is, is hideous. And their dream is to open their own private birthing centre, which sounds fairly straightforward, but they're very strange characters. One of them is very straight laced, one of them is, is a bit bonkers, to be perfectly honest. Uh, they share that dream, they have very different values on all sorts of other things, and they're going to be funded. They hope by this very dubious individual mm, um who's, okay. who, who's my, um i can't really go into too much more detail than that mm. other, than, other than the fact that as as the story unfolds the, the 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 similarities and the bond between these two is torn apart by some sort of quite extreme events but yeah. it's, it's just this dialogue is, is fantastic and it's really funny in places in a very dark sense <clears> and <throat> quite heartbreaking the next minute but it all works 
beautifully. So mm. if you don't mind the, the sort of challenging stuff, it's it's well worth a look. Yeah, I saw Rachel Vice talking about this plan, the two mm. parts, different sort of carry. Sounds very good, so check that out. So yeah. um, uh, on Saturday, 8.15, Channel 4, uh, the Windsor Castle Fire, the untold story. What is that? Was it all CGI? It wasn't on fire at all, is, <laughs> that, is that what it was? It's a puppet thing, mostly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's basically, yeah, it's un- apparently mm. loads of, loads of um, um, unseen footage. I don't know, what, newly discovered footage. I don't really, sometimes, where has it been and why is it not? You know, and yeah. anyway, there is apparently. Wouldn't it just be different yeah. angles on different the fire angles, from like someone who lived in Windsor got got yeah. up on their roof or something? Yeah, mm. but the funny thing is, of course, you could understand new, new discovered footage in the days of everyone having having sort of a smartphone to film stuff up. But 1992, yeah, not that many people were walking around with things. Anyway, there you go. It's it's looking at the whole story, talking mm. about the salvage operation and all the stuff they had to try and rescue before everything went up in smoke. So, uh, yeah, an uh, interesting new take on it, shall mm. we say? It's interesting tonight. There's a uh, documentary on Channel 5 documentary, One Foot in the Grave and yes. I've watched a few of these Channel 5 things and you, you think they're not going to be that good but I watched the one with jo- uh, Joanna Lumley it was really good yeah I think what they do I mean they do mm. these you know, they rattle these off now so often don't they they, they take a, a, a show, they know their audience and they take a, a show that was a you know, massive success a few decades past and they get Talking heads who who know enough about it who ha- who were there at the time, which is mm. the rarities in some cases, and then they use the clips, and then you just you, you know it's cheap to make, but you kind of end up getting quite absorbed in it anyway if you if you like the original show, and and, and it was as a sitcom. It was quite sort of radical in a lot of yeah. ways because on the face on face value it's quite conventional, but it's subversive and and and, and weird and and slightly surreal in other mm. ways. So it, it you know it probably looks a bit dated now, but it still at its time was was tremendous. Channel Five Nine O'clock just very quickly ITV drama series new one Sunday night malpractice. Yeah, from the team the production mm. team behind Line of Duty. This is uh, Neve Alga playing a, an A and E doctor mm. who in a, 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 in a situation of severe crisis two patients come into a hospital in, 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 on the most frantic of nights uh, she has to make split second decision as to who gets treated and how who takes priority one of them dies it's the consequences of that and the investigation into her mm. how she handled it so very tense and uh, rattles along brilliantly um, just uh, can I recommend a sitcom over the weekend if people fancy mm. Colin from Accounts it's oh, been so on BBC2 yes absolutely so Australian sitcom beautifully acted written by the two main performers in it lovely supporting cast it's excellent, it's excellent. So, it is fantastic yeah. it's one of the best things I've seen in a long while enjoy the game Mike have a great time cheers guys the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast there we are that's how it all unfolded today uh, we do it all again on Monday. Danny Kelly will be joining us and Andy Brassel looking back over the uh, the big weekend in the Premier League and the FA Cup. We do hope you can join us then. If not, as always, the podcast will be available. But for now, have a great weekend and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. 
And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.